to season one, episode one of the Radio Rayburn podcast. My name is Jacob Drescher. I have the opportunity to serve as a talent and marketing manager here at Rayburn General Contractors and excited to bring you on this journey as we release this new communication tool to provide news and updates to all things at RGC. We're going to get into some company culture. You're going to hear some stories from our team members and an opportunity for us to share more updates on current projects and other things that are going on with the company. So why Radio Rayburn? Why, why a podcast? Well, we wanted to provide another tool to communicate and engage with our team members and also have a little bit of fun. To kick off our episode one, season one of Radio Rayburn, we're gonna have the great opportunity to talk with John Strickland, superintendent at Harmony at River Chase in Hoover, Alabama. And then at the end, dig into some company news. So wherever you are, sit back, relax, and enjoy season one, episode one of Radio Rayburn. Well, John, welcome to season one, episode one of Radio Rayburn. Excited to have you with us today and, and spend some time to learn more about John. Um, so thanks for being with us today. Yes, sir. Thank you. John, you've been here about a year and a half, which is crazy to think about how, how fast time has, has gone by. Um, and we'd love to just start with the project status update from you and the team of what project you're working on and, and some high level uh, areas that, that you guys are working on right now. Okay, so we're, we're doing the Harmony Hoover. It's an assisted living project in uh, Hoover, Alabama. Uh, the owner's Smith Packett. So we're kind of, I guess, two of the buildings, it's broken down into four buildings. Um, two of the buildings are, are really, for the most part, done in, in just a punch list stage. Um, and the other two buildings are, are working on finishes. Um, so re really getting close to, to the end of the line with this one, um, really starting to see, see the end of it come together. Um, it's 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 been a unique project uh for me one just never doing wood um so, so that's very different than what i've done but fun and a learning curve throughout the way and just had some really good people on our team and, and good subs that kind of led me through the process and kind of helped me look out for what what's the, the most important things when it comes to wood construction so well, you lead us into a, another good topic, John. You, you mentioned the team, and I've had the opportunity to come see you guys a couple of times. And each time I'm up there, you always um, give praise to the team you're working with. And, you know, this quarter, we had the opportunity to focus on our success factors of the quarter, which are teaming up and, and solving complex problems. So I'll put you on the spot here. Um, but out of the team members that you have there today, maybe it's a couple of them, but who's someone or, or – Maybe it's a couple of people who have done a great job over the past couple of months of teaming up and, and solving problems on your job. Um, I mean, I'm even going to bring in an intern who, who we no longer have. Hope, hopefully we get the opportunity to get them back. But um, Matthew Cook was, was an intern I've actually been able to get twice. And just great young kids still in college at Auburn. Um, but, but just any task we give him, he just went out there and, and, and did everything he could do to try to make us happy and, and do the work. Um, just 
it was a great experience. And really the whole team, our, our whole company is full of just young, young, eager um, folks willing to learn and, and ready to take on really any challenge you give them. Um, that kind of leads me into the field manager I have, Thomas Espy. Um, he, uh, not, not, not long been out of college, I guess, been with us a, a, probably nearly about the same amount of time as me. But really, this was, I think, his first project start to finish. That's right. Um, and just nothing the kid couldn't figure out, um, didn't want to figure out. And really, in our industry, a lot of times it takes being tough from a management standpoint with a general contractor, with your subs, vendors. And um, a lot of people struggle with that role. And, and he just he doesn't mind being that guy. Um Unfortunately, we have to do it sometimes more often than not, but just there's no challenge again with him that he was not willing to accept and just really exceed my expectations. And I think the companies all the time. Well, that's great. That's great to hear. Matthew, that you're right. I mean, the second semester and he had the opportunity to go back to you guys, which was great. Um, and he'll join us again in the spring for his third semester and finish out his co-op um, before he graduates. But, um, you know, your investment in him, and, and I know Robert was a big part of that, as Matthew mentioned in his presentation, of um, investing and building people. So that's yeah. a big deal, and we, we appreciate yeah. you guys. And, and Robert, that. really, I mean, he kind of took us all by the hand, um, especially in, in the wood portions of our project. He's very familiar with it, been with, been with the company a long time, but, um, you know, I guess predominantly on, on wood projects and just everything that, that you're supposed to look out for, need to look out for on the wood side. Um, really just the, the information he has stored in his brain is, is just crazy. Um, and I, I, on the wood side, I, I could not tell you what I was looking at without having drawings in my hand. <laughs> he, he just knew this requires, this opening requires this. I mean, it just, it's, it's really kind of amazing. You know, John, we had the opportunity uh, to recently bring on your dad, John Strickland Sr., um, a couple weeks ago. And throughout the time you've been here, you, you told me, you know, I learned a lot from my dad. and He's been a big part of my development and growth and would love to you, for you to expand on that and, and talk about, you know, you started construction at a younger age and, than, than uh, someone typically would and, and grew up with it. Um, so we'd just love to get your take on why construction for you. Why'd you pick this industry and, and what has your dad uh, meant to you throughout your career? Again, like you said, my dad, really the first person in our family to, to have joined the construction industry. Um, his, his father was a dentist and um, I, I think he just, he had an opportunity and he took it. Um, I always was involved with them. Um, just, you know, any time that we were out of school, summer break, whatever, I, I, I was on the job site with them. Um, and, and the way I explain it best is, you know, at the time, you know, as a kid, I, I, I was just out there playing, having fun, whether that was a tractor or banging nails, whatever it may have been. Um, but looking back on it now, I actually gathered a ton of information um, during that time of when I say I was just playing, but information that I use daily. Um, and, and then just watching how he, how he led his jobs, led his people. Um, 
and, and tried to soak up some of that and, and use that in, in my career has just helped. Um, really, you know, I, I it's kind of crazy. Some my mom sent me a poem probably a year ago that I wrote December 2001. So 32 wow. years old. I, I was quite a young kid then. And it's basically what your dreams are. And it's, I'm a crazy boy and I'm going to be in construction when I go. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm here today and still yeah. don't see myself ever, ever doing anything else. I, I love the fact that, you know, it's, it changes on a daily basis. It's, you know, hands on a lot of times, even from a management standpoint, you can get out there and work with the guys, put your hands on things. And then just seeing seeing the owner's um, reaction. You take a piece of dirt or or whatever land that they give you to, to start this project on and, and turn it into their business or their dream or, or you know really whatever they have going on. But it's just it, it. I couldn't see myself in the office. My job keeps me in the office sometimes, just from a paperwork standpoint. But I love being out there, watching things change, solving problems, uh, and that's that's really just what construction is. It's it's no two days are the same, even if you're doing the same thing. It's there's different the surroundings around you change, so it changes how you got to do that work, and it's just consistent change, and it just kind of keeps me engaged. I think just doing the same thing daily, I, I would probably get bored with it. Um, yeah, well, that's a great answer. Appreciate you sharing that with us. You know, looking back on your career now, um, you're still fairly young and, and got a lot left in you, but you've also talked about some younger guys and Matthew Cook and, and Thomas Espy. Um, you know, if you were their age now and, and what you've learned so far in your career, what are some things maybe you would tell our younger people? Um, you know, what, what would you tell your younger, the younger John Strickland? Uh, what, would you, what would you tell yourself then and maybe uh, provide some guidance for the, for the young guys and, and girls we have at Rayburn? Just be, I mean, to me, it's, it's, you got to find the older guys that are still out there doing this work. There's, I mean, we, we've got a ton of technology, um, software that e even my father didn't have, uh, when he started, but, um, all that doesn't replace really some of the old school ways of doing things, or at least gives you another aspect of, of looking at something. And just, I mean, for me, I would have spent a lot more time around those older guys, um, just there's so much information that they have, uh, ways they used to do things that you kind of mix what they used to do and, and the way we do things now. And you can come up with some great ways to just really do something better. Um, and I, I, that's really just one of the biggest things that, and, and I try to do that at really at, at all times, just find the old guys, whether that's with the mechanical, electrical, or even within our company and, listen to how they handle things, the way they do things, um, and, and just see where I can fit that into my job. That's great. That's great. Thank you for sharing. You know, um, you've seen the good and the bad and the ugly and on a, on a job and, and the people. What do, you, what do you see successful people do in our industry? The successful superintendents, the successful project managers and the, and the leadership even even the laborers and the carpenters and dealing with the subcontractors. I mean, what are what do you see successful people do in our industry? What makes them different? So, I mean, 
and this is really going to cover it, whether you're in management or are the guy actually doing the work. What we do for a living is full of roadblocks. I mean, you can always find a roadblock, a reason to not do something. And those that just put the effort in to figuring out what that roadblock is, and it, it takes a lot of work. I mean, what we do for a living, you really, you have to find reasons to get stuff done because there's so many reasons to stop you from doing something. And, and to that, they're really just communication, whether that's us communicating with a sub or subs communicating with each other or us, just finding reasons to do something instead of the excuses not to do it. Um, I mean, it's, it's daily, every day there's, whether it's us or a subcontractor, there's there's some sort of roadblock, whether that's a lack of information or lack of coordination, just or, or something got put in the wrong spot. You just it, it takes a lot of, of effort to and sometimes harder work to make it happen. And, and you just gotta be willing to do that. There's the way I tell people, I mean, it's construction is hard. There's not a whole lot easy about it, but it's it's very fun. Um and really figuring out and solving those problems help you learn and give you something to look look out on for the next job. No, that's great. Thank you. Uh, as we start to wrap up here, John, again, I appreciate you taking the time to, to do this with us today. But, you know, we know John Strickland, the builder. We, we know the superintendent. But who is John Strickland away from work? What, what do you like to do? What, what do you do in your free time? So it, it, it kind of stems really from my, my work life. You know, what we do requires so much planning um, and thought. So in my personal life, I really 99% of the time just wing it. Um, don't make a whole lot of plans. I'm <laughs> pretty much always prepared to do anything. Um, but, you know, love the golf game. I remember it several different areas. Uh, enjoy playing golf. Um, I don't like it so much this time of year when it's a hundred degrees, but, but yeah, I love it. Yeah. Um, th this year, really, I've spent more time deep sea fishing. My, my father got a new boat and spent a lot of time offshore chasing red snappers. And, um, and then really just in the sum summer months, I'm, I'm either on a lake fishing or golfing. And then during the winter, I, I love finding a mountain somewhere, whether that's Colorado or Maine, and, and, and hitting some slopes. Um, there you go. There you go. It really de depends on the time of year. You know, yeah. Yeah. Kind of where, where we're at with, with our stage of the project, I like to stay closer to the job, which has put me on Lake Martin most weekends when we're not working, um, just, just so I can be closer to the job. Um, so I've been doing a lot of wakeboarding, wake surfing, just enjoying time with friends, not, not thinking that's, that's the biggest thing. Just, we, we do so much thinking it's hard to get away from work, even, even in your personal life, um, from a management standpoint. And so I like just to, to minimize the amount of thinking that I have to do when I'm away from work. Good stuff, man. Um, just the last thing, and it's just an open-ended deal, and I didn't send this to you beforehand, but just anything you might want to say to the people of Rayburn, um, just kind of an open-ended little, little part here to end our conversation. Um, and so anything on your end that, that you would like to share today? Just, I mean, 
I think what we're doing is great. I, I obviously worked for Brassville and Gory for my time before Rayburn, which is a large company. It was good to be a part of, but but the things that we do at Rayburn, it, it really stems from Matt Rayburn all the way down. There's communication that's consistent, um, and that's with every aspect of the business, where we stand, what we're doing good, what we're doing bad. Um, we just, we communicate. Um, we got a, a lot of young guys in the company, which is scary, but after working with these guys, it's, it's not. These, these, I think just Matt's passion for what he does and, and how he cares about people really flows all the way down to everybody at the company. Um, everybody feels that everybody sees it. We communicate and, and that's really what it takes in work, in personal life, you just communication is, is what you got to do. And, and sometimes that's communicating about things that are not going so well. Um, you know, that, that has to happen too. But just to me, the communication, the, the phone lines, you can call anybody within our company and talk about anything. Everybody's open, willing to discuss things with you. And, and just there's a lot of knowledge. We got, again, a lot of young folks, but all of us are so full of different things that help the business. Well, John, man, it's been great. Thank you for joining us on the conversation today and our part of our first episode with the Radio Rayburn podcast. So um, thank you again and, and have a great weekend and we'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me and, and enjoy being a part of it. And you, you have a great weekend yourself. As we close out this episode of Radio Raven, we want to finish off with some company news and starting with our success factors of the quarter, teaming up and solving complex problems. Over the next couple of weeks, you will receive an email from me with the opportunity to nominate one of your coworkers who you think has best demonstrated what it means to team up and what it means to solve complex problems at RGC. So be on the lookout for that. We also want to welcome our new team members to, to RGC, Clint Akers, project manager, Christy Music, who's gonna help lead construction administration out of the Birmingham office, Jill Nelson, operations administrator out of the Auburn office. Welcome back, Ed Rice, senior superintendent. John Strickland, senior, comes on board as senior superintendent. Welcome Andy Zutter, a new financial controller from the city of Auburn. And also Elizabeth Everett, a project administrator at the Yoa Indoor Water Park Project in Foley, Alabama. Congratulations are in order for Leslie Farrington with her new title to Vice President of Corporate Affairs. Congratulations, Leslie, well-deserved. As we finish up here with some work anniversaries and birthdays, congratulations to Thomas Espy, one year of service at RGC, Colby Brashear, Carlos Mendez, Shane Wilson, two years, David Canales, Buddy Croy, three years, and Nick Siegel, special recognition for 11 years at RGC. Congratulations and thank you all for what you do. Birthdays, Mitchell Wyant and Shane Wilson celebrate birthdays on September 1st, Reeves Brashear, September 6th, Ray Avalo, September 7th, Beltran Garcia, September 9th, Neil Morris, September 13th, Leslie Farrington, September 14th, Cody Hayden, the 17th, Ben Hurd, the 19th, and Drew McNay, September 21st. So happy birthday to you all. Thank you all for joining us on our inaugural season one, episode one, Radio Rayburn podcast. 
be on the lookout soon for the next one coming your way.